Welcome to the Pageantry Podcast. And today on the Pageantry Podcast, we are so fortunate to have Miss America, Teresa Scanlon, with us. Teresa, good morning to you. Well, good morning. Thank you for having me. And we're in the wonderful America Are You Today? I am in Santa Barbara, California, going to visit the Ronald Reagan residence, actually. Well, excellent. Well, you have a wonderful day, and thank you for calling in. You have a very, very busy schedule today. And it's only been a few months since you captured the title of Miss America. What were your initial thoughts, and have you become accustomed to this role? I certainly think so. It's been it's been just a lot of fun. Honestly, I think that this that the past few years I've become the kind of person that really enjoys this job. I certainly didn't, wasn't always that way. I mean, a couple years ago, I never would have imagined myself in this position, and I certainly would not have enjoyed it, <laughs> but because of who I've become over the past few years, this is now definitely my ideal job. It's everything that I love to do. It's so exciting for me, and I and I just see every day how it's going to affect and help and contribute to my future in my career in education. Mm-hmm. And as the first young woman to wear the Miss American crown from Nebraska, how exciting was that homecoming? <laughs> oh my goodness. It was amazing. It really was. We had such a great time. It was just so neat to go home and see so many people that have been there your entire life, and they're still there for you. You know, traveling through the state, we we took four days and went to three different areas um, throughout the state, so we covered a lot of ground there and saw a lot of people, and there were people that have known me my entire life to just the past few months, the last few years, whatever it may be, but people that were the instrumental in me being here. So it was neat just to go back and say thank you to them. Mm-hmm. And initially, a lot of press was given not only to your age, but the maturity level that you projected while at the pageant. How does it feel to wear the crown as the youngest Miss America in decades? <laughs> well, it's, it's certainly an honor and a privilege, and I think it makes me want to work all the harder at this and, and really uphold the position to the best of my ability. You know, it's it's incredible to see that at the 90th anniversary, celebrating such a timeless American tradition, it also celebrated that it was still young and youthful and that a teenager could win the title and was able to do that. And it's not just me. You know, there's, there's so many teenagers across the country who are doing amazing things. And it's just neat to be able to shine a spotlight on them and show the world that, that my generation is stepping up and is holding themselves to a higher standard and, and isn't just settling for average anymore. And you actually pretty close to the event actually had a birthday while at the Super Bowl, correct? <laughs> right, right. It was so neat. We had, we had a lot of fun. I got to watch the game, have thousands of people there for my birthday party. The Black Eyed Peas performed for me. <laughs> it was, there's no way to top that birthday, that's for sure. But we had just a wonderful time. And Buddy the Cake made me a birthday cake, which was incredible. It was um, just a great experience. Certainly one I'll never forget. And unlike a lot of people at the Super Bowl, you actually had a seat then. Yes, absolutely. We were, yeah, we were staying in a suite with uh, Ted and Shannon Skokas, and she was actually a former Miss Arkansas. And me and my my tour manager and Art McMaster, the president of the organization, all got to go and, and watch the game together. So we had a great time. I must have missed my phone call coming in on that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and jump back. You know, again, as a youngest member of the Miss America sorority, have you received any advice from any of your predecessors as of yet? 
You know, there have been a few, um, especially uh, Katie Sam and Kirsten Hagland have both been uh, very, very supportive and great about talking to me about those things and helpful. And so we've been able to talk a little bit about what to expect this year, but also what to expect in the in next year and the years to come and, and how to prepare for that. And Kristen especially understands being young and having it happen so quickly, and she was also a, a younger title holder. And so it's been neat to hear from them as well as others, of course, Gretchen Carlson and, and so many others um, that, are, that are very supportive and encouraging, and that's neat to have. Then you do, you do realize what a great sisterhood it is and what a great thing to be part of to have all these fantastic women who have done such amazing things to be there for you. And for me, it's inspiring because it's, it's seeing my life at different stages with these women. You know, you've got, you've got so many different generations represented, and yet you can see what this, what this title and position has done for them in their lives. And it's inspiring to see what they've done and the accomplishments they've, they've reached. And aside from the title, what do you remember most about Las Vegas? <laughs> oh, goodness. Really just the time with the girls. I mean, we spent obviously a whole 10 days together, and most of that time was just rehearsals and, you know, day-to-day things like that. We also were able to do some great things and, and visit places together and have appearances and events, and it was just a lot of fun because of the women that I was there with, and it was really neat to be able to meet them and, and learn about them. And again, <laughs> extremely inspiring for me, especially being the youngest, that I had all these big sisters who were so much fun to be around and just incredible women. And so it's neat to see this movement of young women who are holding themselves to a higher standard, who are reaching for something more, who are reaching for their goals and aspirations and having big dreams and doing something about it, going for it. Across the country, they're being great examples and role models in their states. And that is just an amazing feeling to realize what is going on across the country and to be a part of that. And as you're growing into your role as Miss America, so Tyler, you're going to hold the rest of your life. Has that reality set in for your family and friends yet? I certainly think so. Um, it's still, you know, there's always moments that are just uh, a little, uh, are breathtaking. Are, you, you don't really think it's real, but I think it's enough that we've all accepted it, but yet are still surprised by it. But I think that's what, that, that's what keeps the wonder and excitement going throughout the year are those moments that just don't seem real. And it's always fun when a friend contacts me and says, oh, I saw you on TV this morning. And, and so, you know, it's just neat to have that because I remember a couple months prior to the competition joking about those things and saying, oh, well, you know, if I won, you'd have to just watch on TV to see where I was at and what I was doing. And, and now it's actually happening. So it's kind of, it's crazy to see that. And it doesn't seem real sometimes, but um, it's been long enough that the reality has, has mostly shut in. It might take all year, though. <laughs> And going back to Vegas, it was a very historical and triumphal return to, to network television for the 90th anniversary. Yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. We were so excited about that, and it was so neat to see the rating numbers after that as well. Um, we just did so well this year, which is great for the future as well. Going forward from here, hopefully we can continue to build on that. But for the 90th anniversary, we came back so strong, and that was an incredible thing to be a part of. You know, about 14 million people watched my crowning, and that's just outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly hope that the following years continue to grow from there and, and we continue to get bigger and more relevant and more visible in the public mm-hmm. today. And, and even after the event, what was it like meeting so many former Miss America title holders? Oh, my goodness, they're just incredible. 
I know when I was younger, well, I don't even know how old I was at the time, I read of the book Heather Whitestone's mother wrote about her experience as Miss America, and, um, she, you know, she was the first Miss America with a, with a disability. Obviously, she was deaf, and it was so neat reading that book was one of my first experiences learning about Miss America and what it was all about, really. And so being able to see her there, meet so many others that I had heard about, that I had learned about, and actually to be able to meet them was just incredible, um, an experience I'll never forget. What can you tell us about your original decision to pursue the crown? Well, you know, honestly, the dream to become Miss America hasn't been um, that long in the making here for me now, but when I was 13, I competed in my first pageant, and it was just the county fair pageant in my hometown in Nebraska, and it was, it was something that I realized I loved, and it, I was good at, and I had fun with it, so I thought, I'm going to find some more pageants to compete in. But honestly, at that time, it was something fun for me, and I didn't have my dreams set as high as Miss America because at that point I was still learning to dream and still learning that things were possible because I really doubted myself often. And I was very shy at the time, insecure, not very confident, and so I never imagined that I would ever even be on the Miss America stage. I remember when I was about 14 or 15, I was watching the Miss America pageant for the very first time. It was the year Kirsten Hagland won. And um, one of the ladies there was a local director and said, so, Teresa, are, are you going to be on that stage someday? And I, and I just kind of, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe. And she said, no, you have to believe it, that it will happen. And only a few years later, I was competing on that stage. And that was just amazing to see that you, you can believe that those things will happen. Uh, because without going for it, without trying it, if you let fear hold, your, hold you back, you'll never know what could happen. And so I'm, I'm very glad that there were people in my life that supported that and encouraged me to keep trying. And even though it was scary sometimes to take those big steps and to jump into it right when I turned 17 and compete in my first local, um, it was scary, but I'm so glad I did it because without taking that opportunity, I never would have known what could have been. And a dream came true. And even in the few short months since you've uh, began your year of service, you've had a very active schedule already. Oh, yes. Yeah. What are a few of the most memorable moments? Out of this time already, there have been so many. But in general, definitely the most memorable are our visits to the children's hospitals, with Children's Miracle Network Hospitals and the visits to the military hospitals with the USO. Um, those are things that will always stick out in my mind that I'll never forget, and they certainly change your life. They make you think. They make you really re revisit priorities and realize what life is all about and, and how important it is. And they're, they're breathtaking experiences that you can certainly never replace. And I wish, I really do wish every person my age and any age really had the opportunity to have those experiences. But I'm just so thankful and, and grateful that I am able to have those experiences because visiting those children, visiting those wounded soldiers, um, really does change your life. Mm -hmm. So actually, not only the soldiers, but the Children's Miracle Network has also had a big impact on you thus far. Right, absolutely. Um, working with working with them has just been amazing. You know, like I said, you you realize what's important 
especially with young children, I mean, sometimes we take health for granted and another healthy day goes by and we don't even think about it. We don't even think about the life as we're living it. And then you go there and see these families and these children that have been living almost their whole life in a hospital and are facing death every day. And you remember how really blessed you are and how incredible um, it is to be to be blessed with, with health every day and that we can lead our lives without worrying about those things, but these families don't have that luxury. And it's just all I can do to hopefully go there, maybe brighten their day a little bit, say hello to them, put a smile on their face, and, and make a day that they won't forget. And our congratulations to you. Thank we, you. We always talk about the Miss America miles. How many miles are you now traveling a month? Well, they estimate around 20,000 miles a month. Honestly, I should probably start keeping track and see because they think it's probably more than that. You know, we don't keep a, a detailed log, but it's at least 20,000 a month. Um, I'll certainly try to be keep be keeping track of that, and we'll see. But we have been all over the place. I mean, I spent... I went to Hawaii for the first time. I went to Montreal for the first time. Obviously, we were in Texas for the Super Bowl. We've now been over to L.A. a couple times, up in New York quite a bit, in D.C. and Philadelphia, and just just everywhere. We went through the South, been to a lot of states I had never been to before, which is always exciting. So I'm checking all the states off my list, and I'm excited to see where all we'll be able to visit by the end of the year. It's on the bucket list. You know, That's right. Yeah, I was very impressed with the maturity that you presented even during the press conference following the telecast. Do you think that being a homeschool better prepared you for the experiences of Miss America? For me, yes. But, you know, I always say it's different for every child. Um, everyone is so different that you you need to carefully consider what is best for each student. And that's what my parents strive to do, is they allowed us to make those choices together with them about what was going to work best for us. And for me, homeschooling was one of the best things that could have possibly happened, especially as I was younger. Like I said, going through that shy, very insecure stage, I needed to be home in a loving, safe atmosphere where I could learn about who I was and where I could develop my talents and interests and, and know, figure out who I was. And so I spent time with my mom, and her influence was impacted me greatly. I spent time practicing piano and I've been playing since I was seven and obviously that paid off as well and but then throughout the years I found more things that that I was good at that I loved to do that I was passionate about and you know like I said that's when I found pageantry I realized that was one of those things and so being homeschooled certainly gave me the opportunity to explore that and develop as a person and everyone talks about poise or maturity or whatever it may be but honestly that just comes from having the opportunity to try new things, to do something different, to explore everything you possibly can. And homeschooling gave me the opportunity to do that. And so I certainly believe that I would not be here today had it not been for that. You know, and also after the pageant, the first time we spoke, uh, I'd expressed my son's uh, excited calls following the talent portion of the competition. You know, they also play piano and been taking lessons now. What advice mm -hmm. can you give to them and also other young people who may be inclined to considering a path as an instrumentalist as opposed to a vocalist. Right. Well, I can't encourage them enough. You know, I was kind of sad to see at Miss America that out of 53 contestants, there were five pianists and a fiddle, and those were the only instrumentalists. And, um, you know, it's, it's almost disappointing to see that not as many people go towards instruments. And so I encourage every young person, if they're interested at all, to try an instrument. I mean, obviously, it's not 
everybody, but for those who are interested to try it and see and to never give up. Because for me, I knew I was never going to be a concert pianist. I'm not nearly as proficient as I, as I should be after 11 years, but it's, it's something I love. It's something that's fun for me. It's something that's relaxing, that's re-energizing, that I just, I love. And um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I will continue to play, hopefully, through college and beyond, just as a hobby and um, something that helps me in every way. And so that, it can be that for so many people. And so playing an instrument is, is indescribable. It's, it's like nothing else. Music certainly is, is good for your soul and everything. And so I really do encourage everyone to try it and to do their best and to never give up because it's one of those things that you do have to practice that does take a long time. It's a process. It's not something that just comes to everyone, but it's extremely rewarding. And I admit, I do enjoy coming home to hearing, you know, the boys as well as my wife play. It's, you know, she grew up mm -hmm. in Europe and music development is still very much ingrained in, in, in their mindset. And there's, there's nothing right. like hearing the classics uh, when I walk in mm -hmm. the door and do you think that's, that... what, that's what always encouraged me is my mom loved that as well so she was always wanting me to play because she loves hearing the music in the house and so it helps to have you know to have your parents supportive of that which is wonderful and unfortunately that is, that's a big difference between even being private or versus homeschool versus even uh, public education nowadays when music and so many of these developmental programs are being cut today Exactly, and that's sad to see. And in in many schools, you know, it's, and it's no fault of their own. It really does come down to money sometimes, and then those things are cut. And so I was very blessed to have parents that understood how important that was, and were willing to sacrifice and do all they can to make sure I had that. And so um, it's it's great when parents are able to do that, but not everybody is. And so I um, certainly hope that schools will continue to realize how important it is. For, for children to have that musical influence. And um, I hope that the government in general will, will recognize that and help schools with their music programs. And even speaking of funding, Miss America is regarded as one of the largest, not the largest scholarship program for women in the world. How much do they make available each year? $45 million a year, um, and that's on the local, state, and national level. And that is just Amazing, absolutely outstanding to see that that many dollars are being made available to young women across the country. And I know for me it, it became absolutely essential as now going to school next year, I have my entire undergraduate as well as part of law school paid for by the scholarships I've earned through the competition. And that was essential because my, my parents have seven of us to put through college and scholarships are absolutely necessary for me to go to the schools that I'd like to. Um, I'm looking towards Harvard for law school, and that is not cheap and not easy, and this has made that dream more of a reality as um, I become closer and closer to reaching that. It's it's now very realistic to, to work towards that. Um, so I, I know in many, many women's cases that that's true, that this program has honestly changed their life and is makes it um, able for them to reach their educational and career goals. So it really is changing lives every day. And even though you take the title with you every day of Miss America, what does Miss America mean to you? <laughs> it obviously means the things that it is founded on, the principles of service, scholarship, style, and success. And to me, it means exemplifying that to the best of my ability to everyone because Miss America is all about 
lifting someone up as a role model and as an example to others. It's about this the process of searching and, and eliminating and finding one person that hopefully inspires others to dream, to hope, and to follow. And that can be a, a huge role to fill. And but, but really, we have to realize that although everybody is human, everybody makes mistakes, we can accept that. We also need to realize that there is nothing wrong with idealism. And this is what it's about. It's the American ideal, the American icon that, that can help others reach their dreams by showing the possibility of accomplishment and success. And that's certainly what I hope to do because, you know, if anyone had the odds stacked against them, it would have been me being from a state that had never won a small town in western Nebraska and so young. I never thought that this would have happened. But now I'm so excited to be able to show others, young, old, no matter what, that you can reach your dreams. And it may seem cliche to say that, but now I'm a, I'm a believer more than ever before that it is possible to make those things happen. And it's just important to focus on that every day and realize that the choices and decisions and actions that we make each and every day do play into the future. They do affect our future. And sometimes, I, especially people my age, don't realize that. We don't fully understand that the things we're doing right now are so important for later. We always say when we grow up or in the future or later on, I want to be. Everything's in the future tense. But we need to realize that we're living in the present and we need to make sure that what we're doing right now is beneficial for us. To someone who is reading this article and listening to your podcast for the first time, considering an opportunity to possibly enter a Miss America pageant, a preliminary, what would you tell them? I would say try everything you can. Always try something new. Always have a passion for living life and figure out what life is all about. Understand your purpose and your meaning for being here because that's what this is all about. It's, it's about finding that passion for living your life but also helping others, reaching out to others. And, and doing all you can to help them, support them, be an example to them. It, it seems like this competition is all about Miss America, but it's not. It's once you win Miss America, it's all about everybody else. And it's about what you can do for others. And that's the whole process in, in coming to the competition, whether you're competing at your local level, your state level, or the national level. It is about understanding what your purpose is there and what your meaning is and, and having that, that direction and that focus of helping others, reaching out to them, touching even just one person in your life that you can help, that you can inspire. And if you do that, even, you know, during this year I meet so many people, but if I can reach maybe even just one and help them um, reach their goals or give them a little bit of hope, then it's worth it. Then this, the, the crazy schedule, everything is worth it because that's what it's all about. And I know, as we discussed earlier, it's still very early in your year of service. Right. When you pass along that title to your successor, how do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as someone who loved others. And that may seem pageant cliche, but honestly, that's, that's what this is, is. I want my reputation to be that of showing love to others being loving and accepting of everyone, and that everyone felt that love and warmth from me, because 
I think so many times young people may not have someone in their life who they feel truly loves them. But I want every person to feel that I do love them and care about them because every person should have that in their life. And I was, I was blessed to have parents and a family who provided that for me. But I know that not everybody has that. And so I want to be able to provide that to everyone and tell them someone does love them and care about them. And that it's, that it's worth it to continue trying every day. And when, when the going gets tough, you can, you can keep going knowing that, that someone is there rooting you on and supporting you. And it's, it can be hard sometimes. Fear gets in the way of, of reaching our dreams. And sometimes it gets really hard. People put us down. People criticize us. And I understand that so much more now, obviously, in this position. There's a lot of criticism. But I want my reputation to be bad. I kept on going, never gave up, and continued showing love to others. And as someone who enjoys going home again, hearing the music, chopsticks, which is being learned, I will tell you that. <laughs> Any parting thoughts? On, on chopsticks? Chopsticks, anything else you'd like anybody in the industry to know about Teresa Scanlon? <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I think there's so many things. <laughs> but, but honestly, it's, uh, it's nothing about me. It's nothing I did to get here. Competing at Miss America, it really isn't anything you can do to make that happen. It's whatever's meant to be. And whoever is is meant to be Miss America, that will happen. And so there's a reason that I'm here. There's there's a purpose for my position here this year. And I'm still finding out what that is and still finding that everything that I'm doing and all of the people that I'm meeting, they were placed there for for a reason. And so um, I'm just really excited, looking forward to the rest of the year. I've loved the past few months. And it's been incredible to learn so much more about what this is all about and, and what I'm doing and what I can do through this title. And I just want everybody out there to know that I will certainly continue to uphold the reputation of the Miss America organization. And I encourage everybody else to, to do the same in that if they are looking towards competing in a pageant or, um, or even not, if they have any other goals or aspirations to realize that, again, what they're doing today is important towards the future, um, and hurting yourself or degrading yourself is never going to help you be successful in any way. And so respecting yourself and loving yourself is the way that you will reach your goals and dreams. And if it's meant to be, it will happen. Um, but just always uh, go for it, whatever it may be, boys and girls, um, old or young, everybody can just go for it. Try things for the first time and see what happens. Because you never want to be left saying, what if, what could have happened. Never want to have any regrets. We will look forward to catching back up with you sometime during your year. Um, as always, it's been a pleasure. We give our best to you, to the organization. It's an inspiration. Oh, thanks very, very much. And I, I certainly hope to talk to you again soon. We'll continue having all sorts of fun this year. And I'd love to share them with you. But thank you very much for your time. I certainly appreciate that. It's been my pleasure. 